We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, it's Hack It Out Golf Podcast time with myself, Mark Crossell, Lou Stagner, Scott Fawcett. As always, we're talking today anchored putters and grips. So should you be allowed to connect that putter up your forearm, I think is what the discussion is um, being thrown out there at the moment. Let's talk it through with the normal crew. Should be a fun one. All right, first question to kick us off, Scott and Lou. Do you have any anchoring in your putting or do you have up the forearm putting? I'm a regular length, regular putter guy, me personally. I did uh, I did a long putter for probably two years, about 12 or 13 years ago. How long, belly or chin? Well, not chin, just sternum. I think sternum. it was 49 inches, I believe, if I remember yeah. correctly. I loved it. I really did. I thought it was great. I definitely struggled a little bit with speed, but it, it, I'd never used it while I was playing professionally or full-time or anything like that. So I never really spent a lot of time work doing speed drills or anything with it, but inside 15 feet, man, it's pretty deadly. I mean, I definitely, and I, and I didn't use like how some people will stand there. I'm doing this as though anyone can see this. I just had it buried in my chest. And then I actually still did like a rocking shoulder putting motion. So my putting stroke was still the same. I just had it anchored a different way into my sternum rather than how some people just swing their right arm. Yeah. And I, I really did actually like it. I, oh, as you say, I got a little yippy there for about a year and that's when I went to it and it definitely just, I mean, it was just gone overnight. And then I kind of started tinkering. I don't even know why I probably just lazy and bored why I went away from it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But luckily the yips went away and, now, uh, now I, I do still putt with a claw, though. I mean, I do think that I actually do think that's a better putting grip than two hands on. You, you see guys like Colin Morikawa and some younger players. I don't think they're doing it because they're yippy. I mean, there are some younger players that struggle, but I just really do think that your hand, everything sits in there better. You can you can really wedge that the ank- the the angle in your wrist. Yeah, and it's pretty secure in there. I love so it. So, did you stop using the longer putter because you were forced to, or did you just go away from it because you sorted yourself out and then went back to regular putting? That's what I'm saying. I don't really remember why I stopped. I, I, again, I definitely remember always enjoying it. I really don't remember why I stopped, but I just kind of went back to putting with a short putter and with the claw. And yeah, I really have no idea why I stopped. Like I say, it was probably, I say that it probably wasn't about 2000. I probably got a little yipping about 2005 putted with it probably in 05 and 06. And then that's when I decided when I first started working with Como and I was going to go back and play like full-time amateur golf and then try Q school again in 2007 and eight. That's when I went back to it. And I 
went back to it just because I felt like it would be a better chance of making it as a professional. Yeah. The short putter. So Lou, you've tried everything in this game. <laughs> that is the one thing that I, I have not changed. Because uh, you've I've, got a bit of a putting addiction, haven't you? You've oh, I got, have. Yeah. You, you love I, putting. Don't I you? love putting. I've I've always loved putting, and I've had three putters in in my career. Uh, in career, my career. Um, <laughs> That's I didn't, it. You literally uh, only had three putters. Do I've we call hobbies careers? Yeah. Is that what in we do? Career. Since the early 90s, I had three putters, and the only reason I, I bought the third putter is the second putter got damaged. Um, I right. ended up dropping it, and it got chipped on the on the front of the face, and um, I would still be using that. It was an Odyssey 2 ball. I'd still have that in the bag if I didn't damage it. Um, was it dropped aggressively, or was it dropped Oh, no, it was an accident. Yeah, it was a total accident. Um, yeah, no, it was not. I've dropped a few putters. Um, <laughs> I never uh, – I should not say this because I'm going to jinx myself. I've never – Never had the yips putting, so I've never had a reason to to drop it or slam it around. But I a standard length putter. Uh, the only thing is I, I putt left handed. Uh, I play. You do? Ready. Yeah. I hang, on, hang on, hang on. How's that never come up? This How is this conversation just going along, bumbling along normally, like it's so just I'm a normal thing? Back in. Oh, but out of the way. But by the way, I have two heads. By the way, what? <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for how long, and you've got two heads. All right, all right. You're so left-handed. When I started, uh, I grew up playing you know, sports. Uh, played hockey left-handed. Uh, you know, played <laughs> baseball and batted left-handed. When I started golfing in my early teenage years, I played golf left-handed, uh, and I was—I uh, didn't play a whole lot, but I—but I played enough. I was okay. Every once in a while, I could break ninety as a lefty. Um, yeah. And then I had surgery on my right knee when I was uh, 20 years old. Uh, I had tore my ACL, and back then, an, an ACL surgery was was a you know, much bigger deal than it is today. It was a full year recovery, wow. and um, yeah, it was it was a long time to to get through that. Um, and I had a few complications in my surgery, which made it even worse. Um, and I wanted to uh, you know continue to to play golf or get into golf a little bit more because you know my hockey playing careers were was over at that point basically, and um, so I went out and and just started hitting chip shots with right-handed clubs and and all my weight would be on my left side. So I I had surgery on the right knee. I, all weight would be on the left side, and I just started playing righty, and I stuck with it, except like the first few seasons uh, like. Yeah, it, it varied. It depended on how it depended on how I felt. But I'd go out and I'd have all right-handed clubs from driver through eight iron, and then I'd have <laughs> left-handed clubs from nine iron through my putter. <laughs> so I'd be out there playing from both sides uh, uh, of the ball, uh, and then I eventually moved all to right-handed with my full swing. Uh, and but I never changed the putter. I've kept the putter left-handed the whole time. I'll I'll never. If I try to putt right-handed, I am horrific. And you must get the most amazing comments when someone plays with you for the first time, mustn't you? Yeah, you know. It, I wonder how many holes it takes them to notice. And you, you know, know like by the fifth, they're looking. Thinking, uh, and what's uh, really is I play. Uh, I play a. a, a a decent amount, um, you know, a few times a year, handful of times a year with uh, a friend of mine um, and Dwayne Winters, shout out to him. Good and old Dwayne. He, he is a right-handed player and he 
putts lefty. He's always putted lefty. And so the oh two of us God. show up and, you know, we cut, we show out as a twosome and we get paired yeah. with other people and they're, they're looking at us like, what's <laughs> wrong with these two guys. <laughs> and he's a great putter too. He's a really, really good putter as a lefty. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So have you actually tested left, re, right? Have you? Uh, I'm sure you have. You've done the test and you are better left-handed? Or oh, is it more I, that you never, feel better left-handed? Yeah, I, I don't feel good. I actually feel very awkward trying to putt right-handed. And it's uh, if I take a golf ball and throw it up in the air and, and try to swing at it like a baseball swing as a right-handed You'll be left-handed, player, would you? Um, I really struggle to hit the ball out of the air. If I do it with left-handed clubs and throw the ball up in the air and swing at it like it's a, a baseball, um, I can whack it out of the air, no problem. Um, so I'm definitely more coordinated on that side, if that makes sense. Wowzers. There you go. Well, that was a normal conversation and it went that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just trying to gather myself. Yeah, question for you both then. Let's go back to anchoring, sticking it in your tummy, in your chest, wherever, under your chin. Sam Torrance, European tour player, used to putt really well with uh, it under his chin, which is what the way when I always tried the original anchoring, that's the way I always thought I would go. Long under the chin felt the most stable for me. Um, it got banned, obviously. Was that a good decision or a bad decision? We've got hindsight now. We've had time. We've got, I presume, some data on if it's made any difference. Um, good or bad? I, I am obviously with the golf ball stuff always on. I think bifurcation is terrible because you don't know when to transition into playing the new ball. And But I do think that within the putter and certain some other things, I do think bifurcation actually works. Um, where it's just like, hey, if you want to play tournament golf, it's non-anchored. I don't think we should be making the game harder on Joe Public. And so I would see like, again, junior golfers, college golfers, professional golfers, hey, tournament golf is is with the putter normal. If your country club wants to have anchoring allowed, whatever, like it's just more of a local rule. I think local that, rule, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be acceptable. And I, I think that, again, man, if they I, – I actually wonder how many players at home – do the Kucher style arm bar. It's just, that one's really awkward. I've never felt good with that one. Obviously it helps a lot of players, but I've never personally felt comfortable with that one. I'm a pretty wide guy. You've got to have such a customized putter for that to work. I mean, he's got like a 12 degree putter. I was saying neutral or don't quote me on that, but he's got a ridiculous, Kucher's got a ridiculously lofted putter because he has it leaning forward or did at one point. Uh, your average Joe at the local club obviously can't get their hands on these butchered clubs as easily to do that. Yeah, and so that's where I just wonder if it's even if it even matters on a on a global scale. I, I you know I d personally I don't think they should. Um, I think it's you know again like I don't know I don't even understand why the belly putter and all that stuff got outlawed. I mean I guess it does make it easier. I guess if you are yippy, it does you know part of the game is being able to control your extremities. Um, but what was funny is Billy Horschel, obviously, is why we're talking about this after what he's saying. You know, he's paired with Zalatoris, and Zalatoris does a Kucher style arm lock, then with a right hand claw. They asked him afterwards, he was like, Yeah, I think it should be banned. And I, 
hadn't even thought about when people putt cross-handed that some people bury that the trail hand into the forum. And I was like, yeah, well, that seems really awkward. And literally yesterday I was sitting at, at, uh, at me Cassini here in Dallas, shout out me Cassini. We're getting a lot of shout outs today. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there having some lunch wa- or some dinner waiting for my daughters from dance. And I saw Horschel on there and I'm like, he is totally anchoring that. I mean, he has it so curled forward with his lead and, you know, left hand low. And then his right fist is buried into his forearm. And I'm like, if that's not if 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 what Zalatoris and Kucher are doing is anchoring, what Billy's doing there too has to be anchoring also. And this isn't just a spite on Billy thing. I, I like Horschel, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a gray area, isn't it? You'll be saying it's, 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 it, it gets a bit messy. Uh, Lou, uh, the original anchoring ban was it a success? Was it good? Was it bad? Or do you have an opinion? What do you think? I don't have too strong of an opinion on it. Uh, I'm I'm okay if somebody wanted to use the long putter and anchor it. I, I don't have an issue with it, and and maybe um, it's because I it's I've always been a decent putter, and uh, I have no problem if someone's trying to do something to make them a better putter. And uh, I never uh, let's just of all the people that I would play with, I wouldn't feel like uh, if one of my opponents was was using that that they would have a distinct advantage over me i have i have no no problem with that i would have no problem if they went back to it um and horschel talking about you know banning the arm lock is is odd because like scott mentioned he does the left hand low where he has part of the shaft up against his wrist and forearm and and it's it's amusing to me and i like i'm I'm a fan of billy horschel um but it's amusing to me because you know, he thinks that the arm lock should be banned, um, but he's doing a mini version of the arm lock. And it, it's like, uh, well, hey, you know, Zalatoris and DeChambeau, they robbed a bank and they stole a thousand dollars. And, well, you know, Horschel robbed a bank, too. He just stole a hundred. Um, yeah. But he still robbed a bank um, and he's still he's still anchoring, quote unquote, part of the club against part of his body that is not his hand, which when you read the details of, of the rule and the language there, that would qualify as an anchor point, the same as what Horschel's talking about with players like Zalatoris and DeChambeau. And I, I've seen a few people comment about this, and I'm curious to what you think about this, Mark. A few people are commenting about this saying, well, Bryson does it in, in generically a lot of people don't like Bryson and the only reason this is a thing now is because Bryson does it and he's brought some attention to it well I think that's so my point with the anchoring question to kick us off of the original anchoring ban is it felt a little bit like a few players anchoring one majors and then all of a sudden it's a problem like Sam Torres, uh, Sam Torrance had been winning on the European Tour for years, anchoring under his chin, and it was never a problem. But you got a few people winning big events in America, and now all of a sudden it was a problem. That's what it felt like to me. Again, I had no problem with anchoring putters in the original state. I just literally didn't care. Like, it's not making the game any easier for the masses. It's not making the game particularly any easy. Like I didn't see scoring averages particularly change. You saw a few people having success with it, but they're good players. Like they're just good players. Like, I don't know. It just, uh, to me, it felt like one of those classic golf rules. I would put it a slightly, and this is, I'm just spitting this, but I would put it on a par with the knee drop. Like, was that not just the biggest waste of my life ever? <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, that, that, that rule, someone had, I mean, that cost a lot of money to do that rule because I'm presuming they would have been researched. Just rewriting the book can't be that cheap. Um, and changing the five to three minutes, like... like that's how we're going to speed up play. It just, it felt, I put it on a par with the knee drop. Well, I mean, I did a knee drop today, play family golf, and I did a knee drop because we never do them properly. When we film, we put our knee an inch from the ground to take the mick out of the knee drop. So we actually bend down our knee and then literally place the ball just to take the mick. And I, I'm hoping that part of my audience that watch thinks you're allowed to do that because that's what we care about that rule. We just think it's so ridiculous. Um, and I did a knee drop properly today and it was just really awkward. I like I felt like I was going to hit my foot. It, I, it was hard on my back because I had to lean down to reach my knee. My hand don't, doesn't reach my knee. I just wanted to put my arm out and and drop it um so the original anchoring the, the original anchoring um rule change felt a bit like that to me is this really worth it are we just spitting because some people are winning and they're not using classic putters and that in relationship to your point lou yes i feel similar when they're talking about maybe some of the people that aren't as popular um who are anchoring or not anchoring now but leading that shaft up their forearm that kind of thing I think you see that people make a, a very, very, very um, poorly logically framed argument about anchoring sometimes too. They were like, well, if it was so great, why aren't the guys that are anchoring leading the strokes gain putting stats? I'm like, Cause they're, they're probably not putting very well when they go to it. It isn't just a magic elixir. You still do, yeah. you know, you're the subset of people that try it are not putting well typically. So to say, if it was so great, everybody would be doing it. It's like, no, that doesn't really pass uh that would not pass peer review. <laughs> I mean, does anchoring allow better distance control? I've not seen any research showing that anchoring allows better distance to control. Distance control, one of the key features of it in a ball in a hole. Um, certainly when you've got any ounce of break on it, like, are we saying it's easier to get the club face to the position you want it to be to set the ball on the right line? Well, that's possibly debatable, but I haven't seen that study. But I can't believe it's easier for distance control with anchoring. It's not. It's a yep play. That's it. Yeah, I just I want to jump in here. So if anyone who's listening and they, they would like a little side project, um, if they wanted to get together a list of players that um, used to anchor uh, or players that are arm lock and, and they've switched putting through the years and they want to give me a list of all of those players and, and when they went from conventional putting to anchored putting or conventional putting to arm lock putting uh, and give me that. Uh, knowing we only have good data back to 2004, I'd be happy to do a, a deep dive on 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 players and, that have switched and have tried different techniques, and look and see how it's impacted at the player level, at a group level, and and, and see what yeah. it is. I I don't know what to expect. I'm not sure. So what's interesting with that though, and I don't expect you to do this, Lou, but as in that would tell a story. So if you got those numbers, it would tell a story, wouldn't it? But at the same time, surely to keep it as transparent as we would want it to be 
surely you have to then do the study on anyone who's just changed their grip left down below right or gone to a claw or sure. a fat grip on a putter right. or even change the head a style of head of putters because if there is more advantage in having a certain grip for a certain player as in within the realms of golf so cack-handed you know using a prayer grip with both fingers down whatever it is why is that not being banned if you see what i mean you would have to actually the the study actually isn't really if anchoring is making it easier or worse or it's not it's it would be to do with what all the permutations are that make it easier or worse and how we define that would would it not you're the stats king here isn't that true oh sure yeah there's there's a, a lot that you would be able to look at and unpack there that would be a you know a that would be a, a graduate level paper that uh, someone could spend yeah. uh, a year on putting together for sure. You know, because like Jordan Spieth is teeing the ball 0.8 of an inch higher at the minute and it's out in his tee shots. Like, should we ban that? <laughs> but he isn't. But do you see what I'm saying? Like right. what a measurable gain from anchoring to not. Well, if someone's getting a measurable gain from wearing a different golf glove, like are we banning that glove because like they're getting the same amount of shots gained in that change as they are in what they've changed in their putters. To me, it just feels like it just feels golf stiff again, doesn't it? Golf yeah. just golf is the worst party you can ever go to, isn't it? It's like <laughs> like the best song comes on and someone goes over and just scratches the needle and turns it off and puts blooming green sleeves back on, doesn't it? That's golf, isn't it? Yeah, or it's like, much. I'm just about to have my vodka, vodka and Red Bull or whatever drink, don't drink responsibly and all the rest of it. And I take a sip and I'm like, I'm like, my, I'm just, my brain's ticking. I'm just about to go and I'm getting excited and golf comes on, takes out my hand, gives me a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> what a picture like it, well we're gonna have to outlaw your buddy nick faldo's power shoes also when we get yeah, to yeah, absolutely but golf just has to be the worst party i think i've ever been to as soon as anything becomes slightly fun someone's upset and it's gotta be banned banned fun <laughs> i'll barely defend the the usga by saying that the fact that golf as i always say is is the only sport that's not played on a uniform court they're the rules are just hard to write. Um, I agree. But, but we could certainly find some, some easier ways to look at a few things. I mean, it's just, it's not that hard. Well, it's funny because my buddy Grant Masson is the head pro at St. Louis country club. And we were driving around at one time and he was talking about like the history of golf. And he's like, you know, I was asking if this road was out of bounds or not. He's like, no, just wherever it goes, you play it. He's like, we, really the rules of golf need to just be like, if you lose your ball, you need to have a way to get it back and play aside from that. 14 clubs, add them up. Like, yeah. how hard is it really? Yeah, yeah. And I see that side of it, but also see some sides where you got to have some limitations. Yeah. So if we're talking then the current chat with anchoring, I can see where this is going because it can't believe it's any different to full anchoring. But the current chat about it going up lead arm is the general rule, isn't it? Where are we standing on that? I, for one, will kick us off by saying, like, I just, again, I'm at the crappiest party I've ever been to again. That, for me, I just do not care. Like, just wowzers. Really? I, I, one, I don't think it's an advantage. And um, and two, you know. But do you have to define advantage? And it's it an advantage that's available to everybody, is it not? I think it's an, I think it's an advantage to those who need it. 
I mean, well, that's like saying, um, you know, working out is there's an, a lesson, right? That's like saying yeah. for somebody that doesn't work out, working out is an advantage. Well, no, sure. No, yeah. because uh, everybody, not everybody has the yips. The, 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 an anchored putter 100% helps the yips, period. Working yeah, but not everybody carries it 300 yards. Not everybody hits a 40-yard slice as their bad shot. But again, the, 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 the point of... How is it is, different? How is it different? Well, because... I can set theory, my driver up to more upright, loads of weight in the heel, and it will turn my 25... Let's go tour pro. I can turn it in from a 25-yard bad curvature shot down, and it reduces it down to a 17 yards worth of curvature bad shot. How is that any different? Well, to I would agree that that's... A few dodgy parts compared to... So are we now well, banning hot melt? Are we now banning lead weight? Are we now banning altering no, lives? that's a great point, honestly. That's, that, that, that to me is... It's a, such is a mess. Yeah, that to me is a more applicable, you know, uh, uh, example than not everybody hits at 300. If you've got a bad swing with the driver and you're able to weight the club out, that would be closer to to a, a anchored putter fixing the yips, but not fixing, but controlling. I don't know. It's a, that's an interesting. That's an interesting question and point, though. Well, you know, the, the, the thing I really want to look at is what I asked about earlier is get it, get a list of, of before and after uh, of players that have changed to different styles of putting. And I don't have, a, I've never looked at that. I've never looked at that. Yeah. I'd love to have a list of players to say, Scott Fawcett was a conventional putter through 2004, 2005 and six. He was long putter seven. He went back to conventional. I'd love to get that list and go through and just see how players have changed when they had different putting strokes or different approaches to the game and, and, and look at individual players. But if you're benchmarking it against the same thing, you're not bent. You ha again, you would have to benchmark that against someone who's gone from standard grip to Kakan to see if they're otherwise we're not, you've got nothing to benchmark it against. I'd benchmark it against the player themselves. Did they get better? When you went to the long putter, did you get better? Did you get worse? Yeah, but people are getting better doing other things. So why are we sure. at, why are we not looking at, do you see what I mean? That's my point. I don't like, let's pretend some of them get better. That doesn't mean you ban it. Well, someone got better because they went and saw Butch Arman. Should we ban him? Sure. <laughs> you know, the other thing too, is I've seen some players I might start that, a campaign, you know, ban Butch Harmon. You know, the, the arm lock uh, is not in the spirit of the game. It, it was not what was intended. And that, that argument always amuses me. Um, you know, just take a look at hickory shafts versus steel shafts and the torque difference. Our resident expert, Mr. Mark Crossfield will tell you it's enormous. The difference in torque between a hickory shaft and a steel shaft is night and day. And that is a bigger difference versus conventional grip to an, an anchored grip um, going from a hickory shaft to a steel shaft. And so when we talk about what was intended, uh, boy, we have so the game is very different. It's evolved. And, and I think grips have evolved as well. And, and I don't have a problem if someone grips it a little bit differently. Scott? The modern anchor, the modern up the arm Bryson style thing. Have you got issues with that or not? You kind of have, but you can be persuaded that it's not an issue by the sounds of it. I, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know because I really am trying to stay objective. And, and because Zalator is obviously one of my main students, Bryson, a guy that I've worked with, like I do have a personal relationship with those guys. And I do think that banning it would hurt them. So I'm, I'm trying to stay objective um, because I feel like if I say like they shouldn't ban it, I feel like it's just easy for everybody to say like, well, of course you don't think they should, but 
I, I don't think they should, which, but that's the only reason that I even offer up the idea of a, of a, of a local rule. Instead, the, the USGA, in my opinion, for sure should not outlaw it. Like yeah. they, sh- we got to make the game easier. The game, it's just, it's funny because you just see people posting about it all the time. Like I shot my lowest score. Like people like shooting lower scores for the most part and making the game harder. I just, you know, it's just less fun. I mean, will people quit the game? No, but they'll play less. And yeah. but I, we're kind of contradicting ourselves here because I agree that you've got to make it easier, but again, we don't know if it makes it easier or not, do we? That's it makes it easier if you need it for sure. There and there is no data, no study, no group, there's no way to prove that either way. But I makes you feel better, huh? Makes you feel no, better. Trust me, I've watched this. Uh, it a, a an arm lock putter if you have the yips. If you have, if you struggle with putting, it for sure helps you. I don't care. I don't care what the data would say. Again, there's certain. But so does the claw grip. Like my dad suffers a bit from the old EBGBs, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone claw. He's he puts left-handed Lou, but he is a left-handed golfer. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but he, he uses the claw. So like, are we now smacking their hands? This is again. This is just the crappiest party ever, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that, that, but again, that's why I say you couldn't really do a study because if some guy is devolving with the yips and then you go like, well, he putted worse year over year with, with the, with the regular, it it might've been horrific with the regular putter. Like when, back when um, Lucas Glover really had the yips going bad. I mean, I walked, I I was down at Bay Hill once and I walked out to watch him play a few holes just because I was like, I just want to see it in person. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So let me ask was... a question. Do you, do you think of changing to uh, before they banned the long putter and, and now with the arm lock, do you think uh, if you have the yips and you switched to one of those techniques, do you think the benefit is because of purely the stroke and the difference um, to the stroke in that grip or using a long putter? Or do you think it's more mental? No, it changes the stroke. It yeah. gives you, you can't just getting your hands apart down. changes the dynamic so much. So your hands together, uh, whoa, people like to get a little flinchy. It's running through both of them. When you've got the putter buried into your forearm as hard as you can, you just can't. You, I mean, you can still spasm on it, but you, but by, I mean, like literally by definition, you can't as much. Because Langer was famous. He, he, he played the Ryder Cup. You know, he was famous with it up his forearm, holding up his forearm. He did that for a, oh. a long time in his career of someone who struggled. And again, there was, there was no banning of that. People were impressed that he worked something out. I mean, I, I remember just being super impressed that he, you know, got himself back with a different redesigned way of putting i remember as a kid trying to putt like that because he became quite a good putter thinking maybe you can putt better this way you know it's why do we we only start conventional the spirit of the game because no one else is trying anything else that doesn't mean it's right does it that putt that doug sanders missed at the british open was just a perfect example of a yip putt where that dude was flinching so hard on like he almost raked it back to himself when he missed that foot and a half putt. Like he literally was like chasing it. That's the kind of stroke that you just can't make that, you know, you can still make a bad stroke with a, 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 an anchored putter, anchor, but yeah. that's putt specifically that Doug Sanders hit. You can't hit it that bad. And that's, that's what you're cleaning up. Last question. Then I think this is an interesting question. What, do we owe the golfers who have grown up with it up their forearm? 
So anyone who's a great player who started mm. golf. So we talk about bifurcation and the, when do you change the ball? What do we owe to the poor souls who are now apparently getting it wrong, but they've not moved because we always talk and people always talk about these ideas of moving towards this because they're struggling. What about the young players who have, this is they've adopted this technique and this is how they've learned. But do we owe them anything or do we just chuck them under the bus? What, what do we think? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question, isn't it? It's bigger than people think because people just think Bryson's doing it. Ban it. Stop him. I don't want to see him do that. It, no, no, it, it doesn't. It, it, that's not. There's so many other. There's people at the moment on a putting green. There's a 16 year old kid who has been doing that since he was 12 when he started. Or He's she. a Bryson fan. Yeah, or she, and they're doing that, and they've not even ever tried conventional putting and got no interest in it. And now all of a sudden, someone, and they're really good players, and someone's now saying, you might not be able to do that. Like, what? Well, surely we owe them something. They're investing in the game. They are the future of the game. Why? Like, what, Lou, do we owe them anything? It's a, that is a really good question. I remember year, decades ago, um, something, I forget where I saw it, and, and I'm going, not going to do it exact justice, I'll paraphrase, but it was Jim Furyk, and, and somebody talked about um, you know, left-hand low, which Furyk putts left-hand low, and yeah. he said the best thing you could do as a young golfer is to start putting left-hand low. I think that is, that is the best thing you can do. I think it's, it's the best way to putt. I think it's the only way to putt. And that was decades ago. That, didn't that, Spieth uh, start that way? He didn't move, did he, or did he? Did he not start left-hand low? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I don't I'm know if sure. he started that way, but he's been that way since he won the U.S. Juniors. He's been that way for over 10 years. So it's a good question with players right now to, to make that kind of change. I mean, I, I will say the rules do ebb and flow and they do change, but that kind of a change that could really impact what somebody's done for years. Um, like imagine if they outlawed, if you play golf right-handed, you need to putt right-handed. I would be in a lot of trouble, <laughs> right? All of your clubs need to be right-handed in the bag. You can't have a left-handed club. I, I would be, uh, I would be. I think they should make that a rule for definite no <laughs> come on <laughs> there you go anchored putting it's a tricky one i just think there's so much more all the, to these all these discussions than first meets the eye and i think i do again i'll go back to my point that it's the worst party ever golf does need to watch itself a little bit the people who shout the spirit of the game also need to think about that they're running the worst party on the planet ever as well. Like we do need to at some point just calm down, don't we? People are allowed to have fun, aren't they? They're the same people that shout play it as the as the architect intended. I mean Yeah, it is. It's it's and make sure you boring. tuck your shirt in. Yeah. I mean. Pull those socks up. And this is a man only bar, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you might not get that over there. We have that over here, unfortunately. There you go. On that man only bars, like an actual bar. We have man only golf clubs, a let's, few of them, but you have bars? Oh, let's. Should we move Why on? Why the hell would you go to a man only <laughs> bar? No, no, at golf clubs. Oh, yes. We, we have that too. Yes. You know, it, yeah. where, and women can't play at certain times. And, yeah. I, you know, there are women I talk to in the golf industry are good players. We're totally off topic here, but they can't play. <laughs> they have to take a day off to play in their club championships because Women's Day generally is a Tuesday, say, in the UK. Yeah. And they play it on a Tuesday. Well, I, I, I work. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I'm 35. I'm off scratch. I've got a full time job. I What? Um, but anyway, golf. 
I I throw better parties than golf. I reckon. I reckon we can all pretty much agree. Vodka and Red Bull. Yeah, it's back <laughs> everything we always talk about with how great the range at Phoenix looked. A bunch of young kids watching Kevin Chapel with a flat bill and a hoodie, and yeah, heaven forbid the game looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, got got out if anyone has fun out there. Stay nerdy. <laughs> Here you go. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get the podcast nice and early and you don't miss an episode. As always, thanks for watching, and we'll speak to you in the next podcast.